If you're not riled up on the Cowboys today, I don't know what's pumping through your blood, but it needs to be replaced. It is time to get riled up on the Cowboys on draft day here on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. I got my man Tom Ryle alongside me, Roy White. You can follow him at Tom Ryle BTB. And you can follow me, of course, at RW3 on the Twitter sphere. We're coming to you early this morning because. We've got some announcements in terms of show scheduling. Uh, there will be no episode of the Oak Show this week, but that is because we are preparing diligently for all of the live draft coverage that's going on tonight on the YouTube channel starting at 7 p.m. Central Time. So make sure you log in there early. Make sure you get subscribed and get ready for the channel 10 minutes beforehand, and we will take you all the way through the first round and all of the coverage all weekend long here on Blogging the Boys on the YouTube channel and on our Twitch channel as well. So make sure you subscribe to that. Tom, I understand you're also going to be playing a part in the coverage over the weekend as everybody gets hyped up on what the Cowboys are going to do this evening. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm currently scheduling. I hope I've got all this right in my head. Uh, to work Friday evening for rounds two and three of the draft to see who the Cowboys get then. And also, you know, what's happening with our NFC East rivals and any other big, big news that breaks. Then after the draft, I'll be coming on. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, UDFA roundup. Uh, I think they're looking at an hour or two after the final selection. And so that'll give the teams a time to make some signings that's really kind of like i mean it's a it's a rapid fire round because those come in sometimes uh, really fast and also i don't want to forget to mention that sometime around the end of round six the beginning of round seven i'm going to be popping in with the uk cowboys live stream that they're going to be doing during the draft so lots going on and as you said we're going to have Stuff to watch all through the draft here on the Blogging the Boys uh, network. So hopefully people can join in. A million ways to keep you plugged in, take it with you on your uh, smartphone, pull it up on your computer, right? Put it in the background as you're playing with your kids or dealing with the wife, whatever you got to do, but make sure you're paying attention to what the Cowboys are doing. And Tom, we've kind of gone over all the scenarios that might potentially exist here as the Cowboys approach this evening. Uh, I'm curious, is there a favorite in your mind? Before we get to the things that, because we really just wanted to prepare our audience for what's going down, right? If if you're listening to this podcast right now this morning, you're probably as up to date on what could possibly go down as anyone could be, right? But having said that, we want to set the stage, set the table for what the Cowboys may do tonight and how the cards are sitting as we speak heading into this evening's festivity. So, Tom, is there anything uh, in your mind where you think, gosh, I would be over the moon if the Cowboys did this? Yeah, I think I've made it pretty clear. Uh, I want to see them take care of left guard really soon in the draft. Uh, that may be in the second round. Uh, it could be in the first round with, like, Osiris Torrance. Uh, the team's really high on Steve Avila, uh, from what everything I've heard, I would love to get him as well. Uh, and there's also some talk about, uh, one or two offensive tackles they might take early and do like they planned to do with, uh, Tyler Smith. 
flip him over to guard. And so, yeah, I want to see that to me is the thing I most want to see them plug and sort out running back and tight end and everything. But, you know, we're going to have to see how it falls because there's lots of things floating around out there. <laughs> well, I'd love to disagree with you on my wish list, but I think I'm lock in step with you, right? I mean, if anything, I might expand that to saying something to give this offense a little bit more juice, a little bit of a boost. I do think they're going to lean towards uh, offense there in the first round. That's uh, my predilection. And, you know, I, I have preferences along the line, right? Uh, specifically guys with their hand in the ground as, as opposed to guys maybe lined up on the line, but, uh, but yeah. standing tall, if you know what I mean. Uh, but hey, we'll get into all those scenarios as we go over, of course, the things you need to be aware of and where the Cowboys stand heading into tonight's round one festivities. Yeah, a uh, couple things I want to bring up. Uh, you know, understand at this point, everybody's kind of talking about, oh my gosh, what else is going to happen? Uh, what, who's going to move up? Who's going to move down? The draft boards are set. I can guarantee that the Cowboys board is set. Uh, you know, and anything you've heard this week about, oh, so-and-so is shooting up a board, or wow, somebody's stock is really falling. No, nah, that ain't what happened. What happened is reporters have got somebody to tell them something about what is on a team's board. Uh you know, the Cowboys like to get all set up, I think, so they can kind of take a deep breath and go in. I've never heard any reports of them actually moving people around on the last day. They seem to target Wednesday as when they get it all down if they can't do it a little bit before. But even so, anything they would do would be very minor, maybe flip a couple people up, uh, barring some horrendous disclosure that happens before the, between now and the draft. Uh, you know, so that something like the Lyle Collins situation uh, that, that were to break immediately and all of a sudden everybody would jerk him off their boards and wait and see what happened. Now that, that is one thing that can make a change happen, but it, it, we're talking in day-to-day -day stuff. They know what their board is, and for the Cowboys, the board is the guide. Uh, I'm not saying they, they couldn't make a decision to kind of deviate a little bit and go down from their top-rated player, but they're really looking at their top-rated player, and, and they are going to match that up with you know what they need. I mean, let's face it. Uh, let's say they go tight end in the first round, which is one of the things floating around out there. And they get to round three, and their top-rated player on the board is a tight end. Yeah, they're not going to double-dip that. So, you know, that is that's how it is. So don't pay attention to the latest rumors. Uh, well, you can, but just understand where they're coming from. Somebody's gotten a peak. Mm-hmm and is passing on what they were told or what they saw. So, the you know, I don't think we're seeing a whole lot of that kind of development with the Cowboys because they, they're they not quite as uh, open this year as they are sometimes to letting us know what's going on. Uh, 
But they're also a bit out of the action, right? I mean, they're not in the middle of anything being discussed because there's no point in having a discussion about where the Cowboys are to any degree when everybody knows that probably multiple times before they make their selection at 26, that there will be blow up trades that take place. And that's kind of one of those things where to me, as the Cowboys sit at 26, like it will be very critical what takes place and who moves up, uh, what players are available and who might be targeted and who, what teams might be targeting certain guys in certain positions as we get closer to that pick, because that could also shift the way the Cowboys maneuver. I don't think it's out of the question that they trade back from that first round spot. No. And that might make people upset because in reality, that upset. means they're going to be waiting three and a half hours to see the Cowboys trade out of a pick, right? It's going to make a lot of folks uh, at a lot of sports bars here in DFW fairly angry. But I have to say, I, I think if they're, if they do that, I'll be excited about what comes next because that just provides them the opportunity to take even more swings, even more bites at the apple. Yeah. And a couple of things I think that need to be considered along with this. First off, this is kind of a weak draft class. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people, a lot of the people that know a lot better about this kind of stuff than I do say that there's only maybe 15 or 16 legitimate first round picks. So halfway through the first round, you're looking at second round talent, you know, and this is also, a, seems to be a trend that kind of runs through the draft. In other words, the second round values are going to run out well before the end of the second round. Same with the third round. Once you get past that, there are players who slide for various reasons the boards start to vary so much between team teams that that becomes no longer relevant. But on day one and day two, uh, yeah, you really might want to look at how you can move. It, it does seem that picking early in the second round or maybe even towards the middle and getting an extra second round pick and a third round pick to go with it is what I mean. You know, a second round and a third round pick in a trade, which – there's some scenarios that fit very nicely with that as far as trade value and teams that might want to move up to 26. Uh, that 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 might actually get you more by getting that one more uh, rap, you know shot to use in the draft because the draft is always a numbers game. And I, there is a very real possibility that the Cowboys' first-round picks are going to be wiped out by the time they get to 26. You know, they're hoping for certain people to fall. One, I think, almost to the point of lust. A guy out of Texas you may have heard of. and uh, But it's possible they're all gone. And then the Cowboys, I think, will just be sitting there waiting for someone to make a call to come up at at 26. Because, uh, you know, and I think the best of all worlds would be if somebody would make a trade maybe out from a third rounder and somebody behind them in the first round wanted to move up just four or five spots. Um, you know, that would be super, although I don't know if that's going to happen. It kind of depends again, how it's falling. Every team is looking at certain players as they, as they start to get selected and every team is waiting, hoping somebody's going to make it to them. 
And when it starts looking dicey, teams can start getting really interested in trying to do something about it. So we're going to have to see. And remember, the Cowboys do have the advantage of that they've got kind of a solution for everything already on the roster. It may not be ideal, but they've kind of got a plan. So they are, I think they are in a seller's market. They are they are in a position to trade down, and I don't see there's any real pressure to trade up for anything. Yes, they can make do at every position in the NFL. Uh, a player on their roster right now is startable quality relative to the NFL, and not every team can say that for – all 22 of their offensive and defensive positions. But the Cowboys do have that. As they look at the back end then of that first round, Tom, you know, if all their picks are wiped out and they're sitting there, I guess we'll have some clues if they're taking their time, although the Cowboys tend to extend it to the final buzzer no matter what. Mm -hmm. But maybe we'll have an indication that they're just not getting the type of bites that they were hoping uh, and the phone's not ringing as much as they were hoping for uh, if they do extend that time just a little bit. Yeah, it's if they they should have live shots up of the draft room and watch whether they've got phones to their ears. And if they're passing phones around or there's, they're coming up and talking a lot, then something may be coming. So yeah, it's 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 an interesting bit of drama. It's it's a theater that the NFL has created, and it's been a successful, long running. So that's that's a lot of fun. But something you have to consider. There's a lot of people talk about the consideration of maintaining that uh, fifth year of control over a pick that you take in the first round. I also like to consider the fact that even if they take somebody at 26 late in the draft, the Cowboys want a first round pick to be a walk-in starter. Mm -hmm. And you know, that kind of, to me, really starts pointing back to kind of the big three positions that we've been talking about all along. That's tight end running back. If the right guy's there, and the interior of the offensive line or an offensive lineman who can help them solve that. There's, there's, there's different iterations. Like if they got some guy that they thought this guy can start day one at left tackle, boom, Tyler Smith becomes your left guard and we're happy and we roll with it. Uh, at least I would be. But uh, that means if you want somebody to start, those are the three positions you can have a starter. Uh I know we've got a lot of Jake Ferguson truthers out there, but you can't tell me that guy's got a, a solid lock on that. If they get a tight end in the first round, I think they're going to be looking to, to make him the starter unless he just really struggles in camp. And if they got the running back and yeah, we're talking Bijan. That's, I mean, let's, we, we can play around with that, but they, they just drool when somebody mentions his name, if they take, if they were to take him, yeah, he starts and Tony Pollard is the guy that comes in as your third down and long, long yardage specialist. And I think we might see them working a lot more two back sets. You know, uh, I mean, Robinson said he'd love to play with Jalen 
Hurts, which means that he loves lining up with another running back beside him because Hurts, I think, sometimes is as much a running back as he is a quarterback. So that's kind of how I look at it. You could also say that they, if they had a wide receiver who really fell, they could look at them the same way and bring them in, expecting them to be ahead of Michael Gallup on the depth chart. I don't think they're going to challenge mm-hmm. see them. They're not, not going to challenge him. I don't think they challenge Brandon Cooks. But I could see them looking at a wide receiver and saying, yeah, we can line him up every time we roll out 11 personnel and prosper. And I have to say, wide receiver, like in terms of the chatter around the Cowboys, has significantly quieted in the first round. I've not really heard anybody suggesting at this point. I mean, yes, it's a possibility, right? Because wide receiver is always a possibility, but it doesn't seem like the Cowboys really are that tied to anybody at that position there in the first round. Perhaps that's me overreading it. Yeah, no, I read that as a scarcity issue. Uh, They Well, also, yes, but they don't think there's that many that are Worth, they're. I think they're con- they're convinced any wide receiver they'd be comfortable taking at twenty six is going to be gone, and there's a strong argument to be made for that because this is an unusually weak wide receiver group uh, coming out of college this year, much weaker than last year. Uh, last year, so uh, that's another reason I keep thinking they're really going to start thinking trade or be open to a trade. If someone calls, uh, so yeah, I, I just, it's, it's not just don't be surprised if they get real flexible and then, you know, it, it's, it's going to be, watch who's still on the board, watch who you thought was going to go at 15 or 20. That's still hanging around at 23, 24 and looks like they might make it through. Remember CD lamb got to it. It happens. Um, now, I will, I'll make this prediction. This is going to be an offensive draft. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, buddy. Mike McCarthy cracked a joke about it, saying that, he thought they would take all seven offensive players within the draft. But I don't think that was as, as big a joke as some people might think. 
Let's uh, be honest, like Steven, especially in recent years, is almost doing a stand up stand up act up there, answering questions with the media, poking fun and making jokes. But in reality, it's because of that setting. They do give you hints in the media before the draft when they do these when they have these conversations with the media, right? You could go back historically over the years and look at guys that were taken. And then if you dissect the comments that were made by Steven and the head coach at the time during these press conferences, it oftentimes there, there have been bread crumbs. There have been clues to indicate that that guy was high on their radar or, or high amongst those that would be possible for them. Yeah. They definitely do a wink and a nod sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I really kind of think that we could see five of the seven picks going off. So, you know, I'm not going to go hundred percent, but what, what are you going to do? I saw a mock draft today that I was like, what are they thinking? They took an edge rusher in the first round and then took an edge rusher like in the sixth round. And I'm going mm-hmm. like, where are they going to put these guys? Seriously. Uh, who are they going to kick off the roster? Uh, What's the point in that? And and that's the kind of thing I don't see it happening. They just don't have the defensive needs that they do on the other side of the ball. Uh, I, you know, I and, – and there's another thing that comes into it is the fact that a couple of places where the Cowboys could use a bit of an infusion of talent on defense are defensive tackle and safety and – When's the last time the Cowboys took one of those before the sixth round? Mm-hmm. You know, so they're probably going to save a couple of spots like that to uh, throw a sop to Dan Quinn. But Dan Quinn's got a good roster right now. You know, if, if everybody's health holds up, I think this defense is going to be chomping at the bit, you know, especially since they've got Stefan Gilmore now. Uh, I'm, I'm, Kind of, kind of tingly about seeing what they can do when, when they're lining up against the other team's offenses. Yeah, I mean, the draft picks, right, that the Cowboys spent on defense, I mean, you could argue, I guess, one of those was Gilmore, right? That was a draft pick yeah. to address a need, and now they're set. Uh, they brought back Donovan Wilson. So, you know, now I do think they probably will go safety at some point because – because one of the things you should always also consider with the Cowboys is is keeping an eye on the guys due to get paid or due to become free agents in in a year, right? They won't make the mistake of just waiting till J. Ron Curse hits free agency to find his replacement. They'll probably look to maybe try to develop a guy in this draft, and there'll be other positions that the Cowboys will look to do that as well. And remember, that's that's an important thing. What I talked about the first round guy being a starter. That's their preference. Everybody else, you can take a year. I mean, they took Sam Williams, who seems to have a ton of talent and potential, but nobody's complaining about the fact that he didn't see all that many snaps because when he did get on the field, you could see it. Mm-hmm. You saw that this guy could have a future. That in, then in a year or two, he's going to be out there tearing some people up. And that's how you look at them. And sometimes, yeah, you get a Deron Bland who gets thrown in and has to take over a starting job because of injuries. And he shines. But Bland was always a future play. That just It just worked out that his future was a lot sooner than we expected. Uh, 
Damone Clark was a future play because he was coming off the surgery. And it just turned out that he got a chance on the field and looked better than they expected. That's another thing I'd say to keep an eye on, though. Who are the guys that draft stock has been hurt by off-the-field issues or potential injuries? Because you can almost guarantee that at some point between the second and the fourth round, the Cowboys are going to spend a pick on a guy who maybe should have been a second, but because of his off-the-field issues, fell to the fourth. Or maybe he should have been a third, but because of injury stuff, he fell to the sixth or the seventh, right? There will be a guy in this draft that the Cowboys take, uh, similar to the, the two you just named. Yeah, those are called stealing specials. Yes. You know, that's, I've heard that term thrown out there before, and it's, it's accurate. They look, remember, he loves to, to try to prove he's the smartest guy in the room. And every time he gets a Damone Clark that suddenly starts to blossom and, and people were not expecting it, he thinks, man, look how good I am. He forgets all the times it doesn't work out because, you know, he's got a very selective memory. Uh, but that's really all of us. So I'm not going to fault him so much for that. But he lo- does like to do that. And you can kind of sit there and go like, well, if you hit one of those every two or three years, doesn't that prove that the uh, the approach is valid? I can see that. I mean, they've missed on some too, to be fair. Um, Josh Ball comes to mind as a guy who yeah. fell because of off-the-field issues and hasn't really stepped up into that place. Yeah, that, they're, that they're moving him around trying to justify the draft pick now. They're talking about working him on the inside. which uh-huh, No, true, well. true, right? Trying yeah. to find a spot for him. But at the same time, right, they found another guy in Cavante Turpin who they gave another opportunity to and has at least flourished in his role as a special teams ace. So I, I think that's one that, uh, yeah, I do expect the Cowboys to take someone here um, with a bit of baggage, whatever that may be. Yeah, they, they you know, they love baggage. They're not too scared of that. And another thing, we've already alluded to it, but remember the draft is a continuum. It is a process that goes through seven rounds. So watch what they're doing in, in the earlier rounds and then adjust your expectations accordingly. Uh, figure if they haven't taken uh, an offensive lineman by the end of day three, then that's probably going to be a top priority in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly wide receiver, they could be doing that looking to hit. Definitely running back. If if they don't have a running back in by the end of round three because Bijan got taken and all the other, you know, day one and day two running backs uh, get snatched before they get to them, they're going to be looking for for somebody in the fourth. And there's some good prospects, uh, you know. Uh, I know Ace. A-Chain out of uh, out of A&M, and uh, Tajay Spears, I think. Is that the right guy? Yep, and that was one of the guys uh, – not one of the guys necessarily, but that was one of the positions that Stephen highlighted when he was asked, uh, you know, what is the position that you think has the most quality 
this year. He obviously said that tight end was one of the deeper classes that they've seen. And then he goes, like every year, there's tons of running back options to choose. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I personally think the fourth round is a sweet spot. Uh, And there are, you know, I I actually looked at a few draft draft boards where like they had Spears and A-Chain like just. One wide at one right after the other, which means they're you know by the time you get that far down in the draft, they're they're basically at the same level, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So and I and I think they were on one board I saw they were right there where Dallas is scheduled to pick in the fourth, <laughs> as far as how far down they were. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of going to be watching for that, um, and and yeah, I. I now, another thing that they might snatch a little bit earlier than we think, like a third rounder, could be a linebacker because uh, uh, outside of Clark, uh, they really are just, just have Leighton Vanderish. And although the Cowboys do run a lot of defensive packages where he's the only true off ball linebacker on the field. They still are going to have those those sets where they need two of them. Uh, I don't think they ever run three anymore. They'll because they've they've got Jaron Curse, who essentially fills the functionality of that third linebacker, uh, and you've also uh, got Donovan Wilson, who is just he's he, he he's a rather devastating hitter sometimes. So so they might want to add a little depth there though uh and that could they could see a guy that they feel has fallen to them and it's just a great value so i would not be shocked if they took a a a linebacker on day two which is going to push something else down down and for them to take care of in the fourth and fifth round so well and no doubt when they do take that linebacker if they take that linebacker in the later rounds it's probably going to be a guy not many of us have heard of that's okay and the reason that's okay is the final reason tom or the final item that you noted here in uh, your article that's also up on bloggingtheboys.com in will mcclay we trust mm. the cowboys have done a very good job uh in scouting and in drafting the past several years, yeah, they have hit. They have misses. They don't hit on everyone. They are kind of weak in the second round. I'd love to see them get better there, and Sam Williams kind of gives me a little encouragement that that could be happening. Uh, but McClay does an excellent job, and the Cowboys have had some really good first rounders the past three or four years. Uh, you know, uh, you, you, you start going back, you had Tyler Smith, day one NFL starter did quite well. You had Micah Parsons. <coughs> I mean, the, maybe the best pick of that draft for what they got out of him. You had CD lamb who is uh, a solid wide receiver one, I'd say he's in the top half of the NFL for your top wide receiver and may improve a little bit this year. Uh, you know, uh, you can even go back to Leighton Vanderish, who kind of came on strong, had a dip, little injury problem, stuff. And then last year, he he was like 
the LVE we all wanted to see again. So uh, they've done very well. And sometimes we just need to sit back and quit looking for reasons to criticize. Uh, we're going to have probably seven new players if they don't, you know, they, I, I talked about you don't want to trade up, but really what I'm saying is you don't want to trade up early. I could see if they see something there in the third round and there's this guy they've got like near the top of the second on their board. He's still out there and he's at a position they, they still really need. Yeah, I can see them packaging one of their day three picks and moving up to get someone. And that wouldn't upset me. As a matter of fact, let, let me just say this. I don't think I'm going to be upset no matter how this falls out. Uh, not only because I, I have faith that the the staff on, with Will McKay's guidance, Will McKay's guidance, is going to do a great job with who they pick. But they have done just, I, I, it, I just want to, I keep coming back to this over and over, but they did so much better a job of setting themselves up in the offseason. Uh, you know, they, they found a way to do it without the big free agent dollars, which I, I'm going to be watching that in the future, uh, especially if they can kind of keep this pipeline of compensatory picks coming so that they like, they traded away two of their picks and still have seven. You know, if you can do that year after year and get guys like Cooks and Gilmore, do it over and over and over again. Uh, so, yeah, that's those are things that could happen. This the draft is draft is never dull. Uh, you know, you have long stretches where you're going like, get to us, get to us. But, you know, there's things that happen with other teams. Like you'll see somebody, you see somebody get picked and you say like, my gosh, how did he make it to them? And then you'll see the others. And those are the fun ones where you go like, they did what? You know, they took a kicker in the third, you know, that kind of thing. By the way, I would not be upset also People always debate around the Cowboys, right, uh, in the position that they're in with Aaron Rodgers having just been shipped out of the NFC. Is this the time that they should go, quote, unquote, all in? And while they didn't maybe do the all in thing from a big spendy free agent standpoint, that could still happen to some degree in the draft if they were to, say, trade next year's second rounder for an opportunity to move up in this year's draft or next year's third rounder for an opportunity to move up in this year's draft. That could be another place where I could see them pushing a few more chips into the table as well as they prepare. So we want to give you every angle of what's going on as the Cowboys get prepared for the first round tonight. Again, coverage begins on the YouTube channel at 7 p.m. Central. No Ocho episode for you, but again, we will have coverage all weekend long during the draft, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, both on our YouTube channel and on the Twitch stream. So and we will we will be breaking down every pick. You're going to know what kind of toothpaste they use. 
by the time we get done looking at them because we're going to go in and and dig up every little bit of information that's available on the interwebs out there and try to get it to you so you're going to learn a lot about these guys if you don't if you're not one of the guys that actually goes in and, and builds your own draft board or something so there's there's a lot of content coming uh you know before we hit the kind of dull spot as we start getting ready for training camp tom i'll end the pod in the most classic way possible as we head out for the final uh pod right before the draft takes place what is your prediction for what the cowboys do who will they take with pick number 26 or will they trade out If, okay, if there's to me there's. I know there's a million ways it could go. I know there are, but I need. Okay, to... you want my heart, my hard call. I'm going to say that the draft is going to fall in such a way that either by taking him there or trading back, they're going to turn that pick into Steve Avila. Damn it. I can't agree with I can't agree with you again as we end the pod. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna side with our guy Bobby. I think he's uh, pretty plugged in. He kind of gave us the forewarning that Michael Mayer could be on the horizon, the tight end out of Notre Dame, and I think ultimately that will be a guy that's available in that spot. And I kind of anticipate they may go that direction if he's there. So couple of predictions for you. Give us yours. Hit us up at RW3 or at Tom Ryle BTB on the Twitter sphere. And of course, again, check out the YouTube and the Twitch streams as we get ready for the NFL draft. Stay riled up on the Cowboys with us. Stay riled up on the Cowboys. We will be back with you next Thursday to recap all the action and see where we go from here. But for now, I'm, I'm Roy. He's Tom. Stay riled up on the Cowboys. We'll see you next Thursday. Thursday.